Thanks so much for joining us for the latest episode of Taking the Complex and Making It Simple, the Merlin Wealth Management Educational Podcast. Join us as Michael Merlin, founder of Merlin Wealth Management, and various friends and experts break down complicated financial topics to make them easy to understand. If you'd like more information about Merlin Wealth Management, please visit our website at rcm.rocco.com forward slash Merlin. And with that, here's founder of Merlin Wealth Management and private wealth advisor at Rockefeller Capital Management, Michael Merlin. Thanks again, Tom, and welcome to another episode of Taking the Complex and Making It Simple, the Merlin Wealth Management Educational Podcast. Today, we are discussing a very important topic, cybersecurity and cybercrime. With the proliferation of digital business, bad actors have become more and more sophisticated in their quest to steal valuable information. According to Digital Guardian, cybercrime cost the United States $6.9 billion in 2021. I know that many of us think that it can't happen to me because we don't click on links and suspicious emails, or we know the tactics that we think cyber criminals use to, uh, to, to, uh, to attack us. But uh, beyond these original schemes uh, that they used to play, uh, there are so many more new and sophisticated things that, uh, that cyber criminals are doing. Uh, and the sums of money involved in their uh, in their attempts to, uh, to to steal are even larger than they used to be. So I really think it's a timely topic and something that we should really be focused on. And so I'm really happy to be joined today by Merlin Wealth Management Partner and Head of Service and Operations, April Gay. Uh, April's team is on the front lines of this, as you all can imagine, trying to help clients protect themselves from cybercrime. And notice that I said protect themselves because this is not something that we can do alone. Uh, we're going to need every single one of your help and in, 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 in making sure that we have a plan that uh, both helps us protect you and you to protect yourselves. So, April, I, I want to welcome you to uh, to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, I know in preparation for this discussion, you talked to uh, Rockefeller's Chief Information Security Officer, Brendan uh, Welter, um, and his team. And so, I'm excited to hear about some of the things that you discuss with them. But before we get to that, can you describe some of these new and sophisticated strategies that cyber criminals are perpetrating on our clients today? Sure. Um, one of the things that we're seeing most, most recently is something that's called mail theft complaints. And this is something that it's basically when checks are stolen in the mail. And what we're seeing is they're actually being sold online in an online marketplace. Um, which is very alarming. Um, so it's definitely something that we want people to be aware of. Um, so once, you know, fraudsters and criminals get a hold of the check and they they sell it to whoever and 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 then they go and they try to wash the the check so they'll remove the payee, change the payee, and then try to put that check through the system. So what we're seeing is um, a, a prevalent amount of checks come through. Um, that this is happening to. This is happening nationwide. This is happening locally. There are news stories on it. Um, and, you know, the thing that, that I want everybody to be aware of is, you know, your recourse for these kind of things. Um, if something like this happens to you, there's a, cert, there's a claim process, and it's actually 180 days that you could have to wait to get your money back. Um, so this is, this is something that if, if our client or you know family member or anybody i would want everybody to be aware of it um, i know a lot of people send checks out for you know just regular bill pay 
a lot of people send checks out for tax payments. Um, so I just want everybody to, to be aware of that. Um, it's interesting as well. There's actually a study um, done by a, a Georgia State University professor who's been researching this trend. Um, and his study actually shows a threefold increase in the online market for stolen checks in just the last six months. Wow. Um, his study also documented 1,200 stolen checks from, from Texas in the month of January, and then another 750 from Florida and New York. Um, and again, this, like I said, this is happening locally. There are stories of, you know, U.S. postal workers being robbed at, at you know, with arms, and, and there's checks being stolen out of individual mailboxes and also, you know, the, the standalone mailboxes. Um, so that's what we're seeing a lot of right now. And you know, I mean, it, it, it definitely hits close to home uh, with us. I know that we recently, I know that you and, and your team recently helped a client of ours who was, uh, who was, who fell victim to this kind of mail theft. Uh, he is a very sophisticated uh, client who keeps very meticulous records and track of checks and very is very uh, very attuned to his accounts and, and and looks at them constantly. And we were lucky uh, that he was able to sniff out the fraud or that there was something wrong early on, and he was able to get his money back earlier than the 180 days, right? Yes, um, only because he was so vigilant in monitoring his accounts that we were able to catch it that early. Um, we we caught it actually before the check was fully processed in the system. Um, so we were able to actually avoid that 180 day claim. But it so, definitely took some yeah. some some you know work in the background to make sure that that happened. And again, like you said, I mean, it, it, it's as, as we said at the outset that this is a partnership between us and our clients. And, and fortunately, in this case, the client was super organized and super vigilant about making sure we were made aware early, uh, and that's that really helped the situation. So. Uh, you know, just more confirming evidence that we all have to be attuned to what's going on out there when it comes to the, the attempts of, the, of these cyber criminals. Um, so I, I know that, as I mentioned before, I know that you had this um, conversation with, uh, with our security team here at Rockefeller, and I'd love for you to kind of go through some of the big items that uh, you guys discussed. Sure. So the first question that, that we discussed was what are the current cybersecurity trends out there that clients should be aware of? Um, and there was actually quite a bit of information um, that that we discussed. Um, the first thing is phishing, um, and we've we've sent out information about phishing um, before, but I just wanted to kind of expand on it because it can it can come to to light in different ways, and you can kind of see the the trends of of what's happening, and and you know, like for example. Like a phishing email may have, you know, a link within it that wants you to click on a, a spoofed website. Um, there's things like that going on. Um, there's something called spear phishing, which is more targeted. It's a more targeted phishing attack where the fraudster uses information that they've already obtained somewhere to try to create a sense of urgency with with the victim to encourage them to act. Um, there's text-based phishing messages. So there's unsolicited text messages that are trying to trick victims into downloading certain things or clicking on, on certain things. Um, 
There's also, as mentioned, link manipulation and fake websites that are embedded in, in these phishing emails. Um, the email can include a link to a popular website and instead it takes you to a spoofed version of the website and then it asks you to confirm or update account of credentials or you know, personal information or socials or things like that. Um, the other thing that we discussed was ransomware. Um, those who are not aware, ransomware is a type of malware that employs encryption to kind of hold information at ransom. Um, so what we're seeing is over a thousand percent increase in ransomware attacks in the past year. So this is approximately a $20 billion industry of theft, and the average attack payout is about 250000 the next item that we talked about was account takeover. So this is where fraudsters are targeting accounts or transactional accounts, bank accounts, brokerage accounts. And it typically ends up resulting in some kind of fraudulent activity, impersonating, you know, people making withdrawals and full cash, full cash withdrawals from accounts. And again, email compromises leads to other account access, impersonations, and transactions for us. So that kind of goes back to, to phishing. The other item that we discussed was malware, which is malicious software that's installed on your computer. And this happens by clicking on an attachment in an email. The last thing that we discussed is man in the middle, which is basically it's a legitimate transaction that's happening, but the instructions are intercepted typically by email and substituted with fraudulent transactions to receive the funds. We've seen this, we've seen this for several years. Um, actually, the, the major targets are usually mortgage companies. So you're closing on a home and the wire instructions provided. Those are those have been typically the, the largest targets. Um, also boat, boat and plane charters, auto purchases, auto purchases. Um, and those are the things that we discussed as far as what the trends are out there that people should be aware of. Attacks have gotten so so much more um, sophisticated, right? Like, you know, you talk about fake websites and phishing emails, and you talk about uh, the man in the middle. I mean, the, the things that come now look so authentic. You know, a Bank of America email to a client that banks at Bank of America, I mean, the logos look right, everything looks right. You, there's, but there's some tri tips and tricks that you can kind of start to suss out, right? So you know, one of the things I always notice is that they say, look at the actual email address. So don't see that it says Bank of America. If you look at the actual email address, it could say all kinds of weird things. It doesn't say, you know, Joe at, you know, at Bank of America. So keeping track of things like that, just being, I just think being inherently suspicious when you get financially related emails, because as, as, as our clients know, we're not going to ask them for sensitive information over email. We never will. And most reputable financial institutions won't. So I think that's really, I think it's really important for people to know that, you know, these things really do look authentic, um, but you have to have a skeptical eye. And it's better for you to call your representative from your bank and say, hey, I got this email. Is it right? Or, you know, is, am I supposed to do this? And for them to tell you yes, than for you just to assume. Yes, I think it's important that everyone's aware of it and that people are actively trying to to do this but just keep in mind that again we would never ask for certain information absolutely through that, absolutely. Through that medium 
Absolutely. So, so what what were some of the other things that that your conversation with with the uh, security team unfolded? So the next question that we discussed was what your what the top five recommendations for a client to protect themselves from cybersecurity and online risk are. The first thing that that we discussed was multi-factor authentication. Um, so this will help safeguard your email and financial accounts um, for for all devices that you use. So whether you're logging in online or whether you're logging in to accounts with, with your mobile app or your iPad, always ensure that you have multi-factor authentication to reduce the, the chances of someone else being able to, to replicate that login. So just so, just so I'm clear, multi-factor authentication is I sign it with my username and password and then one other form of authentication, whether that's they send a text message to my cell phone or there's a lot of different ways, but that's, that's what you're talking about. Correct, yeah. Multi-factor authentication is a is a security provision that requires you to have two or more identity verification factors to gain access to a confidential resource, such as an online. So, for for Rockefeller Online, when you log into to your account on a computer, you have to you have to have a security code sent to you. So that's an additional layer. That's the additional multi-factor authentication. Also, biometrics can be used. So if you're on your device, like your mobile app, and you're logging in, that that fingerprint or that face ID is the, the additional or second right. factor. Makes sense. And interestingly enough, um, I'm going to share a statistic that I thought was, was interesting. Um, according to Microsoft engineers in March this year, they said that 99% of the account compromise incidents they deal with could have been blocked by a multi-factor authentication solution. Wow, 99%. That's amazing. Just from doing multi-factor identification. Correct. Wow. So the next thing that we talked about, which I kind of alluded to just a minute ago, which is biometric. So face ID for logins, um, also using a password manager for, for sites that you regularly visit. Um, setting up alerts for your financial accounts and other important accounts, um, making sure that you, you're monitoring the transactions, you're looking at account changes, you're, you're reading the emails and the, the updates from, from these institutions. Also, you know, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but avoid untrusted and unknown parties. Um, be highly suspicious of emails, calls, sites, message prompts, softwares, um, don't ever provide confidential or sensitive information to these unsolicited requests or unknown users. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. If it's just not something that, that's an item for you, then you should automatically be suspicious. Absolutely. The last thing that we talked about was um, purchasing security services. So this would help protect you from malicious software. So that that's like, is that like the typical antivirus and, and Correct. protection that you would buy that you would get on your computer. Yeah. Okay. So was there were there were there other things that 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 Brendan talked about as far as what Rockefeller Capital Management is doing to protect our clients and us? Yes. So we did talk about what Rockefeller is doing. Um, I think first and foremost, my takeaway was that our platform is. It's cloud, it's a cloud-based platform. It's modern, 
and we don't have legacy systems. So we're able to develop things and deploy and scale solutions really quickly. Um, when we think about, when we think about, you know, what's relevant to clients and, and, you know, how they access their information and also what Rockefeller is able to, to do in terms of protecting information. Um, you know, we, we moved to multi-factor authentication for, for our online platform earlier this year and, and clients transitioned to that. We did that intentionally, um, just in terms of where we felt like the, the state of cybersecurity was, and that, that was that was very intentional by, by Rockefeller. So Rockefeller's um, been a great partner in, in keeping this at the forefront and, and making this a focus, a, a daily focus, and there's a lot of conversations around it um, at the firm. So. The other thing that, that we talked about is just maybe a little bit more information about the online platform and, and how it's designed and, and how it benefits clients and how it protects their information. Um, so Rockefeller's approach has been, you know, it's conditional access that's based on geolocation, your device state, your, your typical behavior, you know, like where you're logging in, like if you all of a sudden you're logging in from Canada when you've never logged in there, that's gonna be a flag and that's gonna that's gonna prompt somebody in our online team to take a look at that. Um, and, and also, as mentioned, multi-factor authentication, um, we wanna enable easy and secure passwordless authentication with biometrics. So the more that we use those types of verifications, the, the more secure we feel like the access is. Um, the Rockefeller's identity and access is protected by Microsoft's platform. The Microsoft and Google are our supported identity providers. Um, Microsoft invests over a billion dollars annually on cybersecurity research and development. They employ more than 3,500 security experts and they manage more than 1.2 billion identities every day. So this is the platform that we're on and this is the support that we have so I thought that was I thought that was that was comforting. Absolutely. To, to hear that. Like obviously we all know Microsoft Azure and and their whole suite is 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 considered the, the one of the best, if not the best, one of the best. It's also used by the United States government and others. So um, you know we're in we're in high class company when it comes to the security of our data. Correct. Um, I would say you know. Circling back to multi-factor authentication and just, you know, how people can can see when they log in, you know, when when you're when you're using your fingerprint or your face ID on your phone, that's the additional multi-factor authentication. Um, no, I no, look, I think all that makes sense. I also think it's important for people to realize that you know, our, our phones and our tablets are really great devices when it comes to security because of those biometrics, uh, whether it's fingerprint or facial ID. Um, you know, on the computer, I know we, sometimes we have clients say, oh gosh, you know, on the computer, I've got to get a text from my phone, et cetera. Well, because most computers don't have biometrics built into them. That could obviously be coming in future. I know that some of the app, new Apple computers have fingerprint identification and some of the new Microsoft um, Windows 11 has a biometric uh, security feature where you can open your Windows-based Windows 11-based Windows um, computer with 
facial recognition. So maybe some of those things are also coming to the computer. But as you said, the, the, the bottom line is that it needs to be multi-factor because you know, that statistic is, is if, if, if people leave with one statistic, I hope they leave today with the statistic that 99% plus of the incidents that Microsoft sees in security could be prevented just by using multi-factor, right? So um, whether it's on your phone or your computer or whatever the case may be, I think I think it's a, it's really an easy one. Um, and one that clearly makes things a lot safer. So, you know, I, I know that our that our clients that are on this on this uh, podcast and uh, you know the friends of Merlin Wealth Management um, would also love to know, April, what are some of the things that we're doing within MWM to help our clients become less susceptible to cybercrime? Sure. So, as as you know, we want to be at the forefront of everything, and we always think about what the best recommendation is for clients, not just from an investment perspective or a planning perspective. Um, so for 2023, our goal is to get to a place where all of our clients are registered for Rockefeller online. They are using e-authorization. We have them comfortable with the collaboration tool. They're enrolled in e-delivery and we're paying bills and taxes using electronic payment methods, not checks. Just to expand on some of those items that I, that I threw out there, um, these are tools that we have that we feel like we can help you, you know, kind of prevent your exposure of personal information or transactional risk. Um, the collaboration tool is a tool within Rockefeller Online. So you have to you have to log in to be able to access it, and this is something where you can securely upload something like wire instructions, for example. Instead of sending those in an email, when they're susceptible to, as we just mentioned, email trafficking and email hacking that 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 tends to happen. Um, the next thing, so encouraging. So when we when we talk about e-authorization, this is. This is a tool that's available in Rockefeller's mobile app. And again, to access this, you have to you have to log in using multi-factor authentication to approve a transaction. So we feel like this is something that everyone should be enrolled in and everyone should be using to be able to, to combat that transactional risk. So nobody's gonna be able to, to log in and approve that via that method the same way that you would be. Um, E-delivery is a very simple one, just keeping keeping your information and your statements about your financial information and other personal information out of your mailbox. Um, we're seeing so much that, that, you know, mailboxes are being broken into, just keeping that information out of that. So enrolling in e-delivery is a very simple, easy, quick solution that we'd love to see everybody embrace. I'm in a soapbox on that one for just a second, because <laughs> I know that we have some clients who insists that that getting their statements over electronically it, it, it gives them it makes them uncomfortable? Well, the, we're just going to all have to get over that. The, the 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 fact is that statements coming in the mail, paper statements laying around your house, like these are these are easy ways to make your information susceptible to people who shouldn't have it. And at least when you get statements through using e-delivery, those statements are in a secure place. And so. Um, I know that it's a change and for some people that's hard, but you know, this is something that I think we all need to embrace 100%. I actually don't even think that firms should produce 
hard copy statements, right? They should all come electronically uh, for the sake of everyone, but uh, and also for the trees. But uh, but I, I definitely think that that's a, a huge uh, a huge and an easy one for our clients. The last thing that I was going to mention is just to reiterate again that check fraud is on the rise, encouraging mm -hmm. and helping people to use electronic forms of payment instead of sending checks. Um, you know, as we talked about just a minute ago with the, the, the trends that we're seeing, it is definitely not a good idea to, to send checks out through the mail. And there are so many other avenues to be able to, to pay things electronically going forward. Um, and also just, you know, really hoping and, and asking for help in monitoring accounts and just being aware of what's going on in your account will help tremendously. The other things that I was going to mention as far as what we do on a daily basis here at MWM, I think we take um, we take our you know transactional due diligence very seriously. Um, we are very diligent in knowing and understanding our clients and and what is normal activity and, and behavior for them. And if there's ever questions, we're always going to reach out. Um, when it comes to wires, we are we are always verifying these instructions if we have never sent this, this type of wire before or these specific instructions we have never seen before. We will always go that extra mile and, and verify those instructions verbally, either with the client or with you know, a trusted you know, contact that the client has provided, just to make sure that you know, we, can, we can put our heads on the pillow and the client can put their heads on the pillow at night that we've We've gone that extra mile to make sure that that nothing was intercepted in those emails, whether it was the email where the client was receiving it from a third party or whether it was when the client was forwarding the email to us. So we take that very seriously. And that also goes back to why we've encouraged people to not send wire instructions through email and to use the collaboration tool. That's really the reason behind it because we just don't want there to be a chance of it of it happening to us. And whether it whether it's sent by email or collaboration tool, we're still gonna we're still gonna go the extra mile and, and double check those those wire instructions. Um, but it does help to kind of alleviate our our sense of you know whether this is legitimate or not when we when we get it. In. The next thing that we are doing on a daily basis is check verification. Based on the trends that we're seeing and that check fraud is on the rise, and we're seeing, you know, where checks are being washed and, and fraudsters are changing the payee amount and leaving everything the same on the check. If we see something come through our system where it's a suspicious check, we're gonna call you and we're gonna we're gonna verify all the details of the check, not just the the amount. We're gonna say, well. Who's the payee? What's the amount? Check number. Verifying everything in full just to make sure nothing slips through the cracks. The last thing is, you know, we we want to communicate and share updates, and you know, remind everyone around, you know, best practices around cybersecurity and fraud. Um, we've sent out phishing emails recently, just information about phishing, and just making sure everyone's aware. I really hope that everybody pays attention to those and reads those. It is not intended to be something that, you know, is is annoying to anybody. We really want everyone to, to be aware of it 
and to and just to, as a tool to help themselves. We just want to make sure that you guys that you guys read them. I promise we won't make them too long. We keep them short. Absolutely, and just just like that, you know, we we really try not to crowd people's inboxes with too much stuff. So, if for you to want to send out an email to alert people to the new phishing. Uh, trends that we're seeing, obviously it's something that we feel is important and for people to, and it's, and it's also very timely for people to keep an eye on. Yeah, I hope that everything that we've talked about today incentivizes us to embrace some of the tools that we've, that we've talked about. I think, you know, we're, we're always here to help our clients. We think of our clients as family and we want to make sure that everybody's protected and safe in this environment. That's that's very important to all of us here. We're really just looking out for your best interests, and um, we want to be your partners in in talking about this conversation going forward. Well, I think that's really well said, and I think that's a great place for us to stop. Uh, you know, it's obviously our goal, both for our clients and for uh, the other friends of ours and listeners to this podcast, to help really bring to light things that we think are, are, are very critically important, that, that MWM's role isn't just to provide uh, superior investment and financial planning advice, but you know, things like this are also at the forefront. We wanna make sure our clients are informed, that they're well protected, and that they're well aware. And I know that a lot of the information you gave today, April, is gonna help people uh, think about how they, they can better protect themselves from cybercrime. So I really wanna thank you for coming on today and sharing all your expertise and, and all the information uh, with our with uh, with our listeners. And uh, I know that you also told me that we're going to follow up this podcast with an email um, that will uh, reintroduce or, or, or re review for our clients uh, the ways that they can sign up for e-delivery, the ways that they can sign up for e-authorization. And that will also include some of the instruction cheat sheets that we've accumulated uh, this year on how to help people set up online accounts with the IRS, with the Georgia Department of Revenue. Um, for those of our clients and listeners who don't live in Georgia, we're happy to help you figure out how to do the same with your state, um, but we'll likely end up calling your CPA, so you could do that yourselves as well if you wanted. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, we are here to help and be a resource to, to not only uh, help our clients get to a point where they feel comfortable with their uh, with their exposure or lack thereof to um, to cybercrime, but also a more efficient way for them to to be processing payments and doing cash management, uh, which I think is best for everyone. So, as always, I want to thank uh, all of you for tuning into our podcast. Um, this will be our last podcast of 2022. We've really enjoyed bringing you these uh, these series, and uh, we look forward to uh, continuing with a, a great lineup for 2023. So be on the lookout for our next podcast sometime in February. Uh, thanks, everyone, and uh, have a, a great rest of 2022. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Taking the Complex and Making It Simple, the Merlin Wealth Management Educational Podcast. For more information on Merlin Wealth Management, please visit our website at rcm.rocco.com forward slash Merlin. Please stay tuned for an important legal disclaimer.
This recording is provided for informational purposes only and is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or to participate in any investment strategy and should not be interpreted to constitute a recommendation with respect to any security or investment plan. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the presenters as of the date of this recording may not be current and are subject to change and are general in nature. Rockefeller Capital Management has no obligation to provide any updates or changes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Rockefeller Capital Management and may differ from the views and opinions of other departments or divisions of Rockefeller Capital Management and its affiliates. Rockefeller Capital Management is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. The information is not individualized. You should review any planned financial transactions or arrangement that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with your personal professional advisors. Rockefeller Capital Management does not guarantee the accuracy or reliability of the information provided in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. No investment strategy can guarantee profit or protection from loss. Future results may vary substantially from past performance. Investing involves risk, including a risk of loss. This recording may not be copied, reproduced, or distributed in whole or in part for any purpose without prior written consent. Rockefeller Capital Management is the marketing name of Rockefeller Capital Management LP and its affiliates. Merlin Wealth Management is part of Rockefeller Financial LLC, a broker-dealer and investment advisor duly registered with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Member Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Securities Investor Protection Corporation. The registrations and memberships mentioned in no way imply the SEC has endorsed the entities, products, or services discussed herein. Additional information is available upon request.